This is the Thursday, June 10th edition of the Daily Wager Podcast. We've got you covered with two NBA playoff games and a little baseball as well. And as promised, we'll get you in and out in less than 10 minutes. Welcome to the Daily Wager Podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. I'm Doug Kazarian alongside Tyler Fulgham. Tyler, how are you, sir? Doing well. Uh, we got Joe on vacation, so just the two of us today. And then I think you're off on Friday, so I'm flying solo. Yes, I am. I uh, I will propose if we want to tape a little early, I could join you tomorrow. But yeah, no, I'm again ready to take a day off, and Joe's off for the next week as well. So, you know, summer vacation, although the NBA has extended its series, so we're usually uh, you know in the middle of the NBA Finals right now, but that's not the case this year, obviously, the delayed season. So we have a nice doubleheader tonight. In the association, let's start with this Brooklyn Bucks uh, matchup. And obviously, um, the Bucks. I mean, look, they were down 49 points in the last game, and they have to figure some stuff out. I'm going to side with Milwaukee here. Um, I just think, you know, look, we, we talk about zigzags theory. We've seen it over the years. I just don't anticipate a sweep. Very small play for me. I'll lay the three or three and a half with the Bucks. Uh, I just have to believe that they can figure it out and get it. And there's going to be a little bit of, uh, I don't know, relaxation a little bit by Brooklyn. So I'll lay the three and a half with the Bucks. But you have some props here. Yeah, I definitely have a few props that I want to single in on because I do think, and, you know, as they say, the proverbial must-win game desperation mode sinking in for the Milwaukee Bucks. It's going to be closer than what we saw in games one and two since they'll have the comfort of their home gym. Uh, on the Bucks side, it didn't cash uh, in the last game, and I'm go right back to it. Drew Holiday over 12 and a half rebounds and assists, thinking that Milwaukee either wins this game or keeps it much closer. Drew Holiday at home, uh, just a, an awful game all around for everyone. No counting stats, no points for anyone in game two in a blowout. So that's when kind of the anomaly we dismiss. Um, other than that, Holiday's hit this uh, threshold in every playoff game he's played outside of game two against the Nets. Um, on the Nets side, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. We know when James Harden is out, as will be the case, in game three, Kevin Durant absorbs the scoring that James Harden would take on, and Kyrie Irving absorbs the initiation or play creation that James Harden would take on. So that's 20 points and 10 assists, basically, that the bulk of goes to Durant, the scoring column, and then Kyrie in the assist column. So uh, I like, in order, Kyrie over 6.5 assists at minus 115 and Durant over 32.5 points at minus 110. Keep in mind for Durant, and Kyrie, they pretty much only played three quarters in the uh, game to win. Durant finished with 32 points. Kyrie finished with six assists. So if they get some action in a closer game in the fourth quarter, uh, they would have cashed those in game three. And then I'm thinking about this as well at plus 130 because it's pretty juicy. Blake Griffin over 10 and a half rebounds and assists. Griffin, again, didn't get much play in the fourth quarter because of the blowout. But he's been a key piece for Steve Nash in trying to defend capably Giannis Antetokounmpo uh, in, in the paint. He's done very well, found the fountain of youth with the net. So if this game is close, I think Griffin plays over 30 minutes. And if that's the case, 10 and a half rebounds plus assists for a guy who's a pretty good passer. Um, that's a little soft, and I love the return at plus 130. All right, good stuff. Uh, a lot of options there. Look, it's a it's a wild card game. Like, I have no idea how it's going to go, but I just, <laughs> you know, just playing uh, – traditionally what should happen here with the Bucks, but obviously this is a, an abnormal situation with the Nets and everything, but we'll see. We'll see. And typically teams that get blown out like the Bucks do tend to cover the next game, historically ATS in the playoffs. All right, 
the nightcap. Uh, I'm going to grab the Clippers plus the three points, and I'm banking on Mike Conley not playing, although he it's signs point to his playing. I just think the Clippers will have some bounce back. Look, game one was sort of house money, uh, given the game seven law, uh, win and then the quick turnaround. I just uh, I think the Clippers can figure some stuff out. I And Donovan Mitchell, obviously, it was spectacular, but I will go with the Clippers here, plus the three points. I'm kind of on the opposite side. I think the Clips' best chance to steal one was game one after Utah missed 21 consecutive shots in the first half. And the fact that Donovan Mitchell took over and the team, you know, got hot in the second half and came back, I think that was a stolen victory for the Jazz. And I think in game two, again, in front of their home crowd, which was just on fire in the second half of that game with Conley potentially back as well. The Jazz are only getting stronger while the Clips kind of squandered their best chance, at least in the first two games on the road. So I'm going to lay the three with the Jazz and play their team total over 109 and a half. Again, they cleared that threshold in game one, despite the fact that it's 21 consecutive shots at one point in the game. That's not going to happen again. The one concern is the pace a little bit for that team total, but I think Donovan Mitchell uh, and this offense, they're just too um, varied and too um, good, especially with the way Mitchell raises his level of play when it comes to scoring in the postseason. So I'll play his total, his point prop over 30 and a half. And if he gets that, he's probably gonna have to knock down a few threes. So I'll play his uh, three point prop over three and a half at plus 115, uh, both thresholds that he easily cleared in game one of this series. I know they have some great defenders uh, on that Clippers team, but Donovan Mitchell's uh, like a – he's like D-Wade with a three-point shot uh, in the modern NBA. So I think he's just someone you can bank on, giving you at least 30 points in every game uh, for the rest of this postseason. Yeah, the D-Wade uh, comparisons are fair. I mean, we've heard him for so many years, but it really is so on point. Obviously, Dwayne Wade, now a part owner of the Jazz, was sitting courtside giving – <laughs> Mitchell, some uh, some advice the other night. Okay, a uh, little baseball. I'm going to take the Astros in the first five. Zach Ranke's been great of late. Rodriguez of the Red Sox did pitch well against the Yankees in his last outing, but I'm going to still stick with the Astros here. Uh, I'm going to go first five. I just kind of isolate the pitching situation. What about you? Yeah, I do like that. That was an offense that I was going to target for Daily Fantasy and for a uh, bet as well. Their offense against Eduardo Rodriguez. You know me when I see the White Sox as well taking on a left-handed starter, even one who's pretty good in Hinjin Ryu of the Toronto Blue Jays. I'm going to try and uh, capitalize on what their offense has done against lefties. So um, with Dallas Keuchel on the bump, maybe Toronto can get to him. So rather than have the White Sox winning the game, I'll just assume that regardless of the outcome, they score more than three and a half runs. Found that on DraftKings at minus 122. So White Sox offense to score four runs today. They have a lefty starter and Hinjin Ryu on the bump, the Blue Jays. Uh, and I can, I've gone over ad nauseum what this team does against left-handed starters. So no need to go back to that. Just realize that it is one of those profitable trends over the past two seasons in Major League Baseball, uh, the White Sox offense against lefties. So I'll write it again in today's matchup. All right. Sounds good. Um, look, yeah, no, it's funny. You know, people might be get sick, but come on, I get it. We get a lefty, <laughs> but look, it continues to pay dividends. The other night uh, we talked about it on daily wager and you know, they got a five spot in the eighth inning. So obviously not just like hammering a lefty starter, but it's still paid. So those, some of those, uh, um, I don't know, lucky wins, if you will, are also yeah. part of it as you'll, well. You'll take so. them. We'll take take them for sure. All right, that's going to do it for this podcast. We are on TV. We're earlier today, 5.30 Eastern. Still an hour, though, and we'll be on ESPN2 in the podcast tomorrow as well. And then Tyler will be holding down the fort on the television side at the usual time slot at 6 Eastern on ESPN2. (laughs) 